Natasha Shorts, and you're listening to Noted by Natasha and Friends. I don't know how it is for you and your family, but when I get together with my sister and cousins, we talk about everything. So of course, as we continue the conversation about the Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella, and as we add another cousin to the mix, you know everything is on the table from how God can change things from impossible in our lives to becoming possible, even if we don't like the things that he wants to change, it can still happen, to conversations about how comedy has changed and race and how all these elements play into what we find funny and not funny now, to the point that we even get into a deep discussion of what is race and how we played a role into this as people of color. Are we really loving our brothers and sisters of different ethnicities well if we're laughing about them in our own homes. We talk about that stuff. Okay, so I know that seems crazy, right? Like you're like, how are y'all gonna get from Cinderella to race relations in one episode? But trust me y'all, it's possible and it's worth it. So I hope as you're walking or in the car, doing the dishes, cleaning up the house, whatever you're doing, you really find this episode enjoyable, magical, and it just gives you some good thoughts on the, okay, what do I really think and believe about these things? And am I loving my neighbor well? So thank you all so much for continuing to listen to Noted by Natasha and family. And I hope you enjoy part two of this conversation. Below, like this poor person's being like the queen in this castle. Mm. Um, it's like cool to think of in that way. But I think when it applies to us, it's probably not like mm. that good of a song to use for our lives. Because even if there wasn't another human who loved this, because there are some people who like might not have any friends or like any people that love them. Mm-hmm. But like they are still like, loved and they do still have purpose and there is still music in them mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. and all that stuff like still applies so. arrived slowly but surely connecting that was a really good thought casey um that was yeah, both all of you guys have like really good i guess it's perspective and i think that's what mm-hmm. there's so many like disagreements about everything in life and it's all about how people view certain things you know all about perspective here. Welcome, Danae. Hi. <laughs> hey. Oh, we see your face. What's up? Oh, I got stuck on a phone call for way, way longer than I expected. <laughs> You're good. Um, say you are, who you are compared to me. Well, I tell you, I said some silly stuff to y'all. Just like describe who you are. It doesn't have to be like what you do. Like it's more of like who you are. And how you related to Tasha, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my name is Danae, and. Tasha is my first sister cousin, and I would just, am I describing myself? Yeah. Okay, I would describe myself as being bold and um, silly, and I think those are two good, you know, words, bold and silly. Confident. confident. And confident. Thank you. Confident. (laughs) Well, clearly, I, I, I give confidence. I don't always feel confident, but I I Mm. share confidence. Hmm, very good okay so you actually came at a good time um we got through a lot of the movie but we still love to hear your perspective but like earlier we could not remember if we actually all saw the movie together or not i have this memory of us seeing like us getting our hair done like your mom doing our hair at grandma's house and we're watching it together i thought that was the first time we saw but maybe it wasn't and they don't remember any of this at all so i'm like did i make this up Oh no, we definitely watched Cinderella together multiple times. Okay, we, so I cannot, mm-hmm. I don't, I cannot pinpoint the very first time. I, 
I, I think the first time I watched it was on at our old house in East Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And I think it was upstairs. My mom was living up there. That was my mm-hmm. first time watching it. But I know mm-hmm. without, we watched that movie. We watched that movie so much. So every much. time we were together. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every time we were together, Cinderella was on without question. Sleepover movie. Sleepover movie. Yes. It was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so we've been breaking down just like the whole movie. For you, what are some of the things that like you absolutely think of? What I ask you guys when you think of um, Cinderella, the first thing that comes to your mind, like what what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Oh, uh, first thing that comes to mind is Brandy, just Brandy, huh? Cinderella, um, and just how like magical the whole movie is from beginning to end. Like her voice, her singing, her the beauty of her, her braids, like. All there's all of it is it's so it's all encompassing encompassing. I love it. Like I just love the whole movie. hmm It's so good. You guys, I just this whole movie just makes my heart so happy. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Okay, you, oh, go ahead, Kate. Uh, Danae. Uh, no, not Danae. Who was talking? Candace? It's okay. I was gonna talk about how we talked about um in my own little corner and Whitney Houston when you first saw her and what else? The song, um, uh, Do I Love You Because You're Wonderful. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all, (laughs) like, when I say, like, in my own little corner, I just remember being a kid and, like, rewinding parts of that movie and, like, watching them, like, music videos. Mm -hmm. Like, just impossible. Or just um, Cinderella. Warm, warm, warm milk, Cinderella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, anything else that you guys can um, want to talk about this? I'm sorry today. I wish I could think of any more questions. Now. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We asked her about how she first felt when Whitney Houston came up on the scene. Can we talk yes. about that? Yes. Yes. When you first saw Whitney Houston, I just felt like she was an angel. Mm-hmm. a literal angel and her voice like Whitney is really Brandy and Whitney both their voices were so perfect for the roles because they were magical like Whitney's just her talking not even singing yeah like that alone was just like so it felt magical mm-hmm. which, which was, before she started singing impossible mm-hmm. just saying that anything's impossible or anything's possible with you know whatever she says mm-hmm. yeah. magical what's so it's funny like- is that What's so funny is that I watched um, watched it with uh, Cecil's kids or whatever. So, like, um, it was the oldest two. And uh, Peyton, obviously, is so excited to watch it and everything, right? Because it's a princess movie. And it's little Cecil's like, oh, I don't want to watch it. And then he gets captivated. Both of them do, obviously, in the first couple minutes, right? And he's like, mm-hmm. her voice is really nice. <laughs> like, talking about when he used to, like, and then he was, like, five at the time. I'm like, yes. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> yes. You can't help but love Whitney. Like, yes. It's so but nice I to know they that he let her be herself too. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? They just let her kind of be. They didn't try to make her like this is how a godmother behaves. You know, mm-hmm. be like silly and you know, it's like she was silly, but she was still fly. Like that's what mm-hmm. you, you, if you imagine how Whitney Houston would be as a godmother, that's how she. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Have you um, already shown your kids that movie, Candace? 
I showed them uh, probably when we first moved here, maybe almost three years ago. And they were just, they were so little. They were mm. watching it and then kind of running around watching her. But we're definitely going to watch it um, probably tonight. Because <laughs> <laughs> now all the songs are in my head. I have to watch it. So mm-hmm. we're going to watch it. I think they'll like it. I think they will. Oh, yeah. And your kids can sing too. Mm. Okay, what else? I can't think. I'm trying to think of more questions for today. We talked about. Um, what are we saying again? Just about the cast and how um, the color blindness. You of were it. saying you were saying how they weren't trying to get like a purposefully all white cast, but it was just like they chose the best people no matter what color they were. And just how um, just we talked about how like the king and the queen, how they were black and white. So it's like people who are in biracial relationships can look at that and relate. And then we talked about how kids who are adopted can even relate because a black and white person has a Philippine, a, a person from the Philippines as a child, you know, and then like the stepmom and how there's like two black kids and one white kid. Mm-hmm. So just stuff like that we, we were talking about. Yeah, I feel like how that racially diverse portion and how... Um, I feel like that whole portion of the movie, like just the race component, I really wonder if that has subconsciously like helped my view of like race and how I see it. Because I don't like... Of course, we see color, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. we see color. But I genuinely like can see how the Lord created us as like all His children and like all these different ways. And in that movie, like they did that. Like they did not. It didn't matter. It didn't matter mm-hmm. that a, bl- mm-hmm. a black woman and a white man had an Asian child. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It literally mm-hmm. didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, yeah. like I was crazy. Like, I didn't even question it. Like I seen it, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like, how did that happen? Like. <laughs> <laughs> It just right. was. It just was. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it was. I didn't question mm-hmm. how the stepmom had a, a full black child and a whole white child. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. I didn't question that. Um, so I think that that was yeah. really like. I don't know if they were intentional about like sharing that we're not going to even consider race as a factor in families, but um, I feel like it's definitely impactful for sure. Mm-hmm. I know it was made in like the early 90s and there there have been biracial couples for a long time but I feel like the past like 10 years it's like a lot more it's happening more so I think I mentioned earlier how the movie is kind of ahead of its time a little bit when it comes to like biracial relationships I feel like you were what do you guys think like back in the early 90s was that really was it big, as big as it is now or is it we're just noticing more because we're adults well, I think right now in the climate we're in, as soon as like things start happening with Black Lives Matter, everybody and their mama wanted to put a black man, a white woman, or a white man and a black woman on every commercial for every TV, like everything. Or like, and then they start mixing. I feel like it's been more mixtures of like an Asian man with a black woman or an Indian woman with, like, you know, like I think that's been more common through the media because of the the fight for unity. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's been. I feel like it's just more acceptable. I don't know. If, I don't know the difference. What do you think? Was it more taboo in the early nineties? Um, were we over that by then? I don't country? think we were. I don't think we were over. I think it was definitely ahead of its time for sure. Just with mm-hmm. how like bold they were with it too. It wasn't like they. They. It was. It was very. It was like loving. Um, how they literally didn't. They didn't. They didn't make the prince mixed. They made him Asian. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't make. Um, they were very intentional yeah. about like just leaving the doors open for 
you to see that like race is absolutely a construct and it's there and it's a real thing but it doesn't determine like how 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 these parents are loving their child like it was we it's weird to like try to put it together um but i don't i have not seen any movie like that since like i have not seen any other movie do that like i've seen them have uh you know black mom white dad mixed child right mm. i've seen white white uh mom like that hamilton child. hamilton did that i have never Ham- fully seen hamilton what oh mm-hmm. you guys it's so good it's so good <laughs> well the, the hamilton the guy who plays hamilton he is hispanic in real life uh and the wife is white and their kid is I want to say he's black. He also he's he could be, for sure. yeah, he looks yeah he looks biracial. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, yeah, they do it. But it's, I think there is a difference though, like you're saying, because in this one they never talked about it. Mm-hmm. Versus in Hamilton, they like talked about it in some ways of like how slavery is wrong. Probably. Yeah, they were very intentional with how they said it. Like they still didn't say, "Oh, you're black and not whatever," but they were just like talking about, and it's a historical piece. That's why. Uh-huh. So they're talking about like they're talking about something different while yours is like, yeah, no, like we just, they just loved each other. Well, mm. um, Casey, what you thinking? Um, Sorry, you're, you look like you're about to open your mouth and someone to make sure. No, no. I love this memes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one is all four, but she becomes more quiet. So I want to make sure that her voice is heard. Oh, it's so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I messed up your sneeze. Now you can't sneeze. <laughs> trying to think about if I have anything to add um okay about them being like ahead of their time or not I think that maybe like the races that they used and mixed was kind of ahead of its time like um I've heard recently that black women and Asian men are like the most desexualized groups in the world or something like that or like most hated groups I don't know but, like they really twisted both group sexualities like they try to make black women masculine and but Asian men like mm-hmm. feminine um culturally like that's just been colonization the way that they've like wow. twisted us um so I think it's cool that they were kind of ahead of their time and making like an Asian man like the main love interest that's like Prince mm-hmm. Charming so that's not something that I've really seen since then there was a movie that came out two years ago where um Asian man was a love interest and it was a black woman but um it's not really a very common um mm. matchup so I think that was really wow. yeah I was going to say something, but it might. I don't know if you want to. Well, you can edit it if you don't like it. They're going to have some Blasian kids. <laughs> when I was in high school, I think maybe, was that our family the only ones who say Blasian? No, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. Okay, it is okay. Thing. Is, it, is it racist, though? Is it racist? I'm know. not sure. I don't think so. But I need to, I need to, I don't have a friend who's Blasian to ask them, hey, is it rude? To, you know? But that does play into like, yeah, okay, even just like you said, like the beauty of someone who's Asian, like a black, uh, not a black man, uh, an Asian man. So he's he's Filipino, right? And he is fine. Like he yeah. looks he's good. Fine. Like, mm-hmm. and there was a long period between him and crazy rich Asians. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Asian people haven't been beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. not like specifically men, but it's like who is always seen on, the, is who's always the stereotype. It's the older man with the accent who's running the convenience store, like all the same narrative. When they like y'all, I've been attractive. Like, he's like, y'all, we've been out here in these streets, but y'all don't notice us. Like, y'all missing out. Y'all missing out. Like, that's, I don't know. That, I think that plays, that's big into it. Um, but no, that's real. Okay. When 
Janae, when you think, and I keep putting you on the spot because you haven't had a chance to talk or whatever. When you think of just the, like, the, the most pivotal scene for you, hmm. like, which one do you think it is? So it doesn't have to be, like, of the story, but that made you be like, oh, I love this movie. Mm. That's hard. Hold on. I'm like, think about that. <laughs> what movie, what part of the movie where I was like, oh, I love this movie? Hmm. You know what? I think... It's like it's between two. I gotta really narrow it down here. My and my like, can, I have to think about. I can say two. You can say both. You can say both. Okay. It's fine. The Ain't first test. one. <laughs> the very first one is when um, Cinderella arrives to the ball and she's at the top of the stairs and it goes mm. silent. Oh, it goes yeah. silent. Oh. I got you. Yes, <laughs> girl. That that part of the movie, like I, that is one part I remember rewinding and stopping and like her walking down the stairs you hear her like walking down the stairs mm -hmm. and you in this moment like she's I, i'm imagining her feeling a little insecure a little worried but still like recognize she's beautiful and then when mm -hmm. she gets down and she like bows and he like lifts her head up mm -hmm. that like <laughs> that that part of the movie i mm -hmm. love and then the other part of the movie um that makes me really love it is at the very end when they 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 try on all shoes everywhere. They get to her house. Her stepmom and her sisters. Um, they they all try on their shoes. They all had on one shoe, mm -hmm. and they lift over to the door. Uh. You know, <laughs> and they, he's like, "What's behind the door?" She's like, "Oh, just a couple mice." And da -da 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 -da. Okay. and mm -hmm. opens the door, and there she is. And that part, mm -hmm. like, it made me so happy just to see like her stepmother, like, ah! yeah, no. <laughs> And the okay. shoe fit perfectly. Okay, wait. Let's go back to that first scene because we did not talk about that, y'all. Like, and like, I oh, when she arrives, but like the details. And I didn't realize how deep that scene was until you were describing it. Mm -hmm. How like her whole life she's been seen as like a rat, like the little mm -hmm. mice. Have, that's been like how they said, oh, nothing but little mice, because that's probably how she's been seen. Mm. And then uh, for the first time ever, she's dressed up. She's looking beautiful, but she's still feeling self-conscious. She's like, I don't know. I'm uncomfortable. Everyone's staring at me. What are they thinking? She walks down the stairs and she bows, right? And maybe that's just her whole life. She's always had to like bow down to other mm. people mm. and bow down to what everyone else believed about her. Mm. And then her man, her man comes up or just, yeah, her man comes up and lifts her up like, mm -mm, you are equal. You know, mm -hmm. like you, have, you have power. You have like respect. You are respected here. Get your head up. And come dance with me yeah <laughs> but that plays a big role in like in relationships like mm. your goal like it's not to find your worth in the other person but they should remind you who you are when you're struggling yeah. Yeah. like he's like oh no sweetie like we are that's beautiful oh i love oh you, yeah i've never seen it like that till just now oh my right? god that's it's funny when, it's funny when i think about that scene i think if that was me i would have failed but like <laughs> 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 And like, like oh. <laughs> I, I think that like since I since I was little, I've always that scene has always like stood out to me because I could just see, I've always seen it as like as that like she she arrives, she's at the top, everybody stops and staring at her, and she's mm. like, I mean, and that you, she's like nervous and scared, and she walks down the stairs it's like dead silent, dead silent. She like she like does this, he lifts her head up, and like just whisked her away, and like that was just. And from that moment on, I feel like she had a different confidence by herself, too, yeah. in the movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I, like, love that part. I feel like it's so – I feel like we can relate as women to that as, like, mm -hmm. life goes on and we go through mm -hmm. things. Um, 
but just like how mm-hmm. they how she went from like questioning I'm here like she probably didn't feel like she should be there it was all so cinematically and like mm-hmm. well directed like that mm-hmm. was like yeah it it it's mm-hmm. it told us a story as little kids too without being like too much too mature for us yeah, yeah. but it keeps it's- us as we grow older like mm-hmm. even just the visual of like she's up she's higher than everyone else you know mm-hmm. and so it's interesting because probably in that time frame they would have usually announced her so it goes back to what Casey was saying of like he never learned her name right <laughs> like they never <laughs> knew but like but she was higher than everyone else and like normally everyone's coming into the ball it's not that big of a deal and the silence of like okay it's not even, it's more than just like it's not like oh she's awkward right like who's that it's just like like everyone sees her beauty everyone sees what she has to offer everyone sees she's different like and so it's like when is it when he's bring up her head like when will you see that you are different you're beautiful that you have mm-hmm. stuff to offer like mm, that kind of yeah. reminds me of like jesus a little bit oh okay <laughs> come on sis like how she was dressed how beautiful she is how like that's how God wants us to see ourselves, but we still can't see it. Mm. Even though we might be dressed in beauty. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm about to cry. We might be like mm-hmm. dressed in beauty and we mm-hmm. can't see that. So we're still walking around here with like all this self-doubt and insecurity. Mm-hmm. And we are always constantly putting ourselves down. And Jesus is like, no, I'm here. Lift, you know, mm-hmm. lift your head up. And like Danae said, like how he just swift Cinderella away. Like God just wants us to swift away and like go into our the confidence that he, you know, has for us or he's given us. No, that's really good. Mm-hmm. That goes with um one of my favorite verses is my salvation and my significance depend ultimately on God. The core of my strength, my shelter is in the one to true mm-hmm. God. Like my my salvation, like not only the saving like experientially, right? Like saving like for, to heaven, but the saving of like everyday life is from the Lord only. And then my significance, my value, my worth, it comes from like you said, that lifting up of the head. Like he did that. He is my prince, not the prince of like, oh, like, I don't know, I have the perfect marriage, but like, no, the prince of peace. Like, that's dope. Good job, mm-hmm. sis. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I think it's interesting how, like, you just said, Tasha, how as a child, we saw this movie totally different, mm-hmm. you know? But like, I love movies where the kids and the parents can watch it mm-hmm. and both enjoy it for the same reasons and for different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. So we saw it one way as a kid. We just thought, oh, Cinderella, she's, they're singing. We love Brandy. We know Whitney Houston. You know, it's so fun. It's beautiful. It's different. And it's like live action. And then as we're adults now looking back on like really listening to the lyrics mm-hmm. and like there's moments where are more powerful to us because we've been through life. Mm-hmm. So we see things differently. So Definitely. I think that's, that's another reason that makes the movie so beautiful, so powerful. Is that I'm wondering, like, is was that their whole point during the mm. movie? Was I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say there was another part before she even gets to the ball when Whitney Houston during the impossible part, impossible. Da, 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 she goes, I can't go like this. Look at me, I'm in rags. And like, when he's like, you already have everything you need to persuade the prince. Mm-hmm. She said that, like, and what's crazy is at the beginning of the movie when she was like, um somewhere out there waiting for me in the beginning she's singing she mm. got his eye then in her rags mm. yeah when yes. she was in the market like yeah and when he says to her the fairy godmother like you already got everything you need to persuade the prince mm. and she was talking about who she was yeah like as a person mm-hmm. and then she's like look at me and she did her little swirl and like you know mm. yeah. and it was it was true like she did have everything already 
What and that to young women though, right? Oh it's not yeah. About how you look. It's about mm-hmm. what's inside. Yeah. But that makes me even think of go, continue on with the Jesus train, right? Of just like even just while I was reading today of like how like we have everything we need to live the life that God's called us to, right? Like he, he blesses us with every spiritual blessing, but I always think like, okay, when I get this amount of followers, when I have this amount of money, when I have this amount of t- like, oh, when, when I get to this stage of life and it's like, yeah. no, when I came to know him, he gave me all that I needed. I'm just not tapping into it. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not like the, the, the giftings that we have, the talent, like all these things, like, I don't know, that's, this movie is just clearly amazing. Deep. It's so deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, wait. So Candace and Casey, y'all gonna answer it too. I forget what what was the question I actually did. What part of the movie? What, oh, part, of the what movie? part of the movie? Casey, you go first. Oh, I gotta think about it. <laughs> I just pulled Natasha. <laughs> so the, it, I think the question is, what part of the movie made you be like, yes, I love it? I think probably the carriage ride when they were singing Impossible. Mm-hmm. Like I remember first watching that when I was little, and I don't know if it was like probably not my first time watching it but like my first time really registering it mm. and it was so cool to me to see them going from like impossible to it's possible yes like mm-hmm. i thought that was so amazing just to see that transformation like oh my gosh it's been five minutes and now she's on a totally different journey. <laughs> 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 yeah okay so wait let me ask y'all a deep question too what do y'all feel like y'all in your own life have gone from impossible to it's possible and if so when Oh, goodness gracious, girl. Y'all know I was a journalism major. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting there. How so? But not quite. Just, okay, be more specific. Like, it's possible. First, for a long time, especially since I've been married, I feel like it's been impossible for me to be okay with being a wife and a mom. Mm. And I've always, like, kind of didn't put much value in it. Because I'm thinking like, I went to school for four years to be a teacher. I love teaching. I do great when I'm doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think my it's possible is that it's possible that what I have planned for my life is not what God has planned for my life. Oh, <laughs> and I God. say it like that mm-hmm. because I do have a hard time accepting that. Mm-hmm. And I think now um, I literally dropped everything. I even pulled the kids out of like their activities because mm-hmm. it's way too much in the season. And I'm noticing that I'm enjoying my kids more, that mm. we're doing, like we're spending time just reading and playing. Yeah. Watching. We watched a show called Nailed It. It's so funny. Me and the kids will watch this cooking show. And so it's, I feel like God is trying to tell me it's possible for you to live in my will and enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that makes really sense. That's good. So yeah. And it's still, it's still a work in progress, I think. That's good. Casey and Danae, who else? I feel like I don't have anything right now where I could say, like, it was impossible. Now it's possible. I have to really, really think about things. I've, like, prayed for it and I've come to pass. Because I feel like I recognize that when I don't write down my prayers, it's hard to um, remember when they were answered. Yeah, that's real. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's real. Mm -hmm. Casey, what you think? And then thanks for being honest, too. Because I was legit on the spot. <laughs> so I think for me, like we already talked about earlier, I don't know if we were recording yet, but like I'm an Enneagram six and we're just like very anxious about everything, like very doubtful and like not super trusting. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, I just like naturally think like everything 
that would be good that would happen in my life would be impossible. Mm. And I just like doubt my abilities in every way. Like I was literally, I feel like every season of my life, there's like a new thing that's like impossible that I'm praying for. And then like God does it. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then it's like <laughs> the next thing comes and I worry about that thing until that's over. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like it's like always something that I'm like waiting for, like looking towards or like not sure if it'll happen for me. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense, but mm-hmm. I think that during this season, I've been trying to realize that I just have to be comfortable where I am and not be waiting for like the next station mm-hmm. in some ways and like just be able to relax and um, make things beautiful as they are. Um, like I'm in law school right now, like I said earlier, and this time last year, I was stressing out and praying over if I would get accepted into the law school that I wanted to mm-hmm. go to. And we and all told you you were fine. <laughs> I know. People told me I was fine. I was like, no, you guys don't understand. Like, nobody understands me. <laughs> now, I'm just, like, there's just always something new. Like, last week, I was worried about getting a job. And now I have, um, I'm supposed to be getting, <coughs> sorry, I'm supposed to be getting offered tomorrow. And it's going to be, like, something new after that. I'm sure somebody's going to hire me. It's, like, literally every mm-hmm. answered prayer, I have something new. And I'm like, all right, here's my next trouble. And then it comes through. So, yeah, I feel like it's a constant state of impossible and it's possible. And I'm trying to remember it's possible and just stay in that mindset. Mm, that's real. Yeah. That's I thought about something when Casey was talking. Mm-hmm. And I feel like me, Casey, we've literally had that conversation before with you. Um, but it's always the next thing. But I can say for sure that before I met Jacob, I really believed that it was not possible for me to meet somebody mm. who would like love because I was at a point where I was like okay I'm not I'm cool be a single lord like you done gave me that mm-hmm. gift to be single for life but like, I'm fine <laughs> with that like mm-hmm. thank you Jesus for that gift because I don't want to deal with these men anyway like whatever because <laughs> they couldn't handle me no way like no way you know I would say for sure before I was with my friend at Jake I didn't think that like I was going to meet someone that would I had accepted singleness because I really did not believe it was possible for a man to love all of me like mm-hmm. Like, without filter. Like, <laughs> this is it. This is who I am. Like, I got some things to work on, but this is what you get. Like, whatever. And then he, and he really, like, he, the Lord was like, then I be quiet. Like, look, here. Here he is. Like, he's, he loves you as you are. You're not, like, I don't have to have a filter with him. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't think that was possible because, like, I'm a very bold and honest person. And a lot of people can't handle that. Um so I didn't think it would be possible, but that is something that the Lord has, like, shown me. Um, it's possible. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. You guys have some really good stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. I was like, oh, I, I got to answer this question, too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't answer yet. I do agree with all the... There's just so many scenes. I just love the whole movie. But... <laughs> Um, I really love the scene with... Uh, oh, wait, Kance, no. Right? I was going to answer the possible thing. <laughs> oh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, we're gonna go we're gonna go right to you without that, okay? Um (laughs) I I think for me, um the impossible possible thing is like for me, if I don't see it happen right away, I've always thought, okay, God God's not gonna do it. It's not possible, like he's not gonna do it, whatever it is. And so um just recently realizing that like I'm not giving the reason that it has certain things have not been possible for me is because I haven't actually um tried hard like a lot of things have come be able to come easy to me so I just like push like I just bullcrap through it like even college like I could have 
gotten a hundred percent straight A's if I really cared, but it was super easy. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't like nursing, you know, it was journalism. And so like, and so like, it was just, Oh, I'll just write and grandma's off, but Hey, I get like a B plus at, you know, like, and so I'm realizing just in my life, I've always glided through instead of really giving my all. And so now in this season where it's been hard, it's been really lonely. It's been like a lot going on. Like, okay. Realizing this is the time that I can trust God to be able to grow into who I, I'm called to be by like making the effort, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. I might cut myself out. Okay, Ken, stop no! me. No! <laughs> Do not cut yourself out. No, no. Go ahead. Answer the question, Ken. Him. My, <laughs> the thing that always comes to mind is the one where the short guy, I don't know if he's an assistant or whatever his job role, and he's talking, to, as we already mentioned it, how he's announcing that there's a ball. Mm-hmm. And everyone just starts dancing. I think it's because I like watching people dance. <laughs> I just loved it. Like everyone in the whole community was just like throwing bread between their legs, <laughs> <laughs> on top of some dancing. Like it was so fun. That part was just so fun. And that's I think that's the part that I was like, oh my gosh, I love this movie. Everyone's <laughs> dancing. <laughs> and it was cool stuff they were doing. And the way the music would even change. There's one part mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. It's like how the music would change, and then mm-hmm. their body movements would change with it. And then are you talking about the lunges, the, like the bread men with the lunges? Yeah, that part. Yeah. Do do do. I don't even yeah, know the beat. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's probably my favorite part. What's I'm just wondering who, like, how do you? as a person just like, oh, I, I know what we need to do as dancers. Like, you know, how do you put that like this? And they do it all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, I, I just, I ain't made for that. But Casey, what about you? You had time to think? Oh, wait, which part? But she's prepared to answer up. <laughs> did she answer? I thought I went. Oh, no, you did go. Oh, snap. Am I supposed to go? No, you Dang haven't it. gone. Dang it. Haven't gone. I haven't gone. <laughs> Okay, 30 second interlude so I can turn on this uh this light. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is it dark? Okay. What was the question? So I'm supposed to know. Dang it. I- Sasha, focus. Now, what part of the movie was your favorite? What that made you when you saw it, you were like, okay, I love this movie. Um I think in my own little corner. I know we talk about this a lot. But for me, I just had a very like, like, so y'all don't be growing up, whatever. I w- I'm the stereotype of went from like the really shy girl to now being extroverted and all that kind of stuff, right? And so like, I just related to her so much because she's like, she can't fully be who she wants to be and she doesn't know how to be her. And so like, I just love that. Cause I'm like, even just looking back, I can relate to that of like, oh yeah, I want to do all these adventures, but I'm a fearful and I don't know. And like my step, my stepmother and stepsisters are, are just in my head, right? Of just lies that I believe. And so like being able to have that, that Whitney Houston, you know, the family, the friends, like the Lord and all that kind of stuff, whatever, like that played a big role. So I love when I saw that part, I still, I was in South Africa with Naomi during lockdown. We were watching this movie because she hadn't seen it in a while. And I was like, oh no, you need to know it by heart. Like you have to know every bit of this in my soul. I was dancing around the apartment as if I was with y'all. Like, mad me kissing, you know, like all the things. Like it's just like it brings up so many good memories with y'all. Like so that's so it just like that song especially is a favorite, even though it's yeah, but like that that made it for me. I'm like, okay, I can relate to her. 
Do you guys ever get personally offended? I'm sure you do. I don't even want to ask this question. When people don't know the movie or yes. don't like it? Um, I'm just like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the Cinderella Brandy Owen Houston. That one. <laughs> <laughs> you like it. <laughs> and we're going to watch it right now. <laughs> I, feel like you, I feel like it's just totally disrespectful. How can you not? Like, exactly. There is no other Cinderella right. movie that holds a candle to that no movie. Does not hold the candle. Period. No, I it's agree. Just, like, all these good. remakes, I have. I love the Beauty and Beast remake. I love the Aladdin one, but they do nothing. Nothing from like Cinderella. This Cinderella, it 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 took away the original one. Like I cannot watch the original one because it actually does have some good songs. But I'm just like, where's Brandy? Where's Whitney? Where's Jason? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never met somebody that didn't like it, but I would just assume that it's probably racism. Right. right? Like if it. Was- Woman didn't like that. I was like, oh, so you're racist. Exactly. That's all you have to do. Even if they're black, you must be racist. You must hate yourself. Like, there's no reason for you not to love this movie. That's true. You you either love the movie or you've never seen it. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. I don't think I've met anyone who who didn't like it. Mm -hmm. They probably knew better because they are to tell. (laughs) You seen it, right? You you seen it. (laughs) All excited. Yeah, I saw it. I mean, I know. Goodness. Oh my goodness. Random. Okay. I heard they're making a um coming to America too. Have you heard about that? It's coming out March 2nd. And it has all the original characters. Uh-huh. It's on the Amazon okay. Prime. Yeah. My friend had told me, and she was like, They're making a coming to America too. I was like, why? Why would they do that? <laughs> and then she was like, it has all the same people. I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought you know, when people try to remake stuff mm-hmm. with new characters, like classics, that makes me so angry. It's like yeah. when they made Lion King 2. Are you serious? Yeah. What? And then three? And then one and a half? Wait, wait, one, one and a half was actually oh. good. Like, compared to the two and three, it was like, it was just a fun Pumbaa in the movie. Everything else is, yeah. So yeah. when I heard it was the uh, original actors, like, all old, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. check that out. I'll check that out. Mm-hmm. I feel like they always mess movies up. I don't know why they do that. Like... Do you know that um, there's a Home Alone 3? Girl, yes. I think there's even like a 4. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a 3 and a 4. Right? Manuel don't even like it. (laughs) Baby C kept asking to watch 3 and 4. I was like, go to your room. (laughs) 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 It's a good movie, Auntie Kid. I'm like, no, it's not. Uh, (laughs) It's trash. Mm It's disrespectful. Yeah, it's, it's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You know Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. Ain't nobody like him. I'm just intrigued though. Like, have y'all watched A Coming to America recently? Uh, probably a couple years ago. I watched it in the past year. Okay, yeah. Isn't it like it's well, maybe it's just me. Like when I watched it right before I went to South Africa, whatever. I think I watched it again, even with um with Naomi. I, you know, I had to do a Black American movie night. So I'm like, you all know when we come back, who these people are. But, like, I feel like in this day and time, it's a little bit much. You know what I mean? Like, they, they say some messed up stuff. Yeah. It's all a joke, but I'm just like, so how are they going to get away with... I mean, it's on Amazon Prime. Maybe that's the reason. It's a lot of, like, like what? Like, stereotypical African stuff? Yes. It's like, and see, and especially, like, with me, I had gone to Africa by then, but I hadn't um, been back. And so, especially, like, being in South Africa, it was. it's just like, this is wrong. <laughs> this is not okay. Oh, I funny. Like oh yeah. Right. I, like, I knew it. <laughs> I feel like that's a lot how a lot of older movies are in general. Like how like 
stereotypical racist they are is ridiculous. And they're racial insensitive, right? Yes. Like, it's really crazy. It's, like, just crazy how, um, how, like, vulgar we were with stereotypes and making fun of them. And, like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. But you know what? I also think that shows how our culture ha- is so much more sensitive now. Mm-hmm. Because I think there is fun in making fun of other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, well, I would say it's not Black people make fun of Black Americans. It is like Black Americans making fun of Africans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see like where that might be an issue. But I feel like in comedy, you're allowed to kind of break those rules. As long as you're not saying like, I'm gonna go blow up Africa or something like crazy like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just see you do. I feel see, like that's- nowadays people are just too too sensitive, and you can't say anything without hurting somebody's feelings or I don't know. I feel like it's easy for this for us to say that when it's not about us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like when we hear a white guy who we haven't like affirmed yet talk about like black stuff it's like okay we're like okay are you funny okay like you can be joking to an extent but when it's somebody else oh yeah we can laugh, we can laugh at that and it's like there it, like I, I and i'm still struggling with it because i'm like i do think there are stuff that is funny like because you don't we don't understand each other's cultures or like, we always see the certain things and so it is funny so where is the space to make fun of it i don't know i don't know right because, because even, when i hear white people making fun of black oh sorry go ahead no, no i was about to say like because even thinking about like the thing is, one one basically one group black people, right? We've we've had the most clout when it comes to like we say, hey, y'all being butt facey to us, even though we're still low, like because of everything that's happened, it's like okay, like we're listening. Now it's like, oh wait, then also Asian people, like and then mm-hmm. also Indian people and also Native American like and so like so because so it feels I think it feels super sensitive because now everyone is allowed to have a voice and say that's not funny. Versus right. like Versus like before, it was just like the older older sibling, all the older siblings making fun of the one sibling. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I think that, so I, I I agree with you. Like I do low-key miss those days of like, I don't want to think about it. I just want to laugh. Like, mm. but I don't know where, where we go from here. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. And it's funny because I do get like, if, if a white person starts talking about black people stuff, like even if it's true, it's just like, mm. But then, like, if an Asian comedian comes up and talk about it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, they understand us so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, a Hispanic person, I feel different mm-hmm. than a white person. And it's just because of the history of their country. It's just hard to, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, I feel I like it's only white people be. that I get mad at. You said it's only white people? Yeah, I feel like any other group, like, when they say stuff, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you kind of funny. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, white people. I can't even think of a time, though, where white people in comedy have like said racist things against black people. Like I've heard of like stereotypical jokes that are actually funny. And that's what's crazy because there are racial jokes that aren't racist and they're mm-hmm. actually very funny. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes it's hard for white people to know the difference between being like racist and being like comical. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they don't have that history of oppression that other groups have. Mm-hmm. So like I can like have a joke with an Asian person. They can say like, oh yeah, like black people, like, you know, like you brush your hair and you might break the comb or something. And it like wouldn't feel like it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> like it would from a white person. And also white people a lot of time when they make jokes, like they'll be like, 
They'll be like, yeah, white people don't season their food. And they'll be like, yeah, and you don't have fathers and you're on welfare and you got- <laughs> you, just got, you just triggered me. You just triggered me. I know they take it. But that's like, they get, take it from zero to a hundred, mm-hmm. which is like, I don't think they understand. Like, that's the difference. Like, there's a difference between you being funny about racial things and you being like very like evil and that's rooted in oppression. But that's because like their funny has always been racist. And yep. so like, and I'm so like, scared. even like, um, homeboy, it was, it was the guy from Seinfeld or whatever, not the one that we were talking about, the, the other one, he was actually oh. caught on camera, uh, the guy, Kramer, he was caught on camera at one of his comedy shows telling a black man, um, like a, somebody who was like, uh, what's it called when you like yell at the person who's, um, like Heckler. the comedian? Heckler. It's like, oh, we would have had you like showing up on the tree or whatever as a black man. AKA we like, that's not funny, fool. That's like, not funny at all. That's not funny. And that's, and that's, what, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I think that white people have so much closet racism that like, they don't know what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Like they say things at the dinner table with their family around their, 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 their friends and there's yeah. no correction in it. So they don't know yeah. the line. Like what's, mm-hmm. what is racist and what is funny? Like, mm-hmm. because they have those private conversations they try to bring to a, to bring around black people. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I guess I took it too far. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, and they don't get why it's like that. But y'all, I do have to call us out though. I'm not going to say it's specific incidences with us specifically, but y'all know when we bring our friends of different ethnicities around our family, we low keep you holding our breath because of, <laughs> because it's like, Ah, they're gonna say something and and but the reality so like in some aspects we're similar right of like we know the jokes we know the things of like oh if we bring like a friend who's latina or whatever like we know what our families have said or what we've even joked about with them or even like i'm even thinking a lot of the asian community right now because so many asians are being attacked like still for like covid as if it's their fault and it's not right like but like even just having this is the first time in the last Five, the last five or six years has been the first time, or three years. How long I, the, that I've had friends who are from the Asian community, and I'm like, oh snap, the jokes that we've been saying ain't funny. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, it's easy, I think, to point at white people because low key in some aspects they have like the broadest. It feels like they have the broadest sense of racism, right? <laughs> like they just because because of them colonizers. <laughs> but I'm like, even yeah. the, the example you gave, and I was like, well, that reminded me of specific moments of. The little brother you know like we just be saying stuff i'm just like that's not funny but i'm low-key laughing you know so i'm that's i'm what, like of like okay where is the line drawn still like i don't know yeah and i think that like for me at least i think casey too like in our at our house we gotta get into some like tiffs with our family because we will call out things like that like mm. i don't sit in and it's partially because i'm getting ready to marry a white man mm. but like i'm not gonna i can't sit in a room and like, I can't be a hypocrite. Like if I can't, if they can't say this, I can't say this. Like, mm-hmm. and I'll call it, I'll call it, I'll be like, that's not okay. Like, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's unacceptable. And I might say, well, you have to think, but I'm going to have kids that are part of this, part that. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. you're talking about this half of them, how is that going to make them feel? I'm already thinking about my mm-hmm. kids. Like, yeah, you, I think about the whole child, not just the black part of the child. Like, mm-hmm. so I've been even calling, I have been, I have been like speaking up with family if I hear something it's just making them aware like that's not going to be acceptable to say in front of me or my children like you should know yeah. that now um that's good. so I have that's something I have been and probably because I am in such like close proximity to another race um I have been like speaking up Casey has too I know for sure been like mm-hmm. saying hey that's not okay like you shouldn't be saying that mm-hmm. but, 
Yeah, me and Aaron actually went back and forth with our parents last time I was home about um, some things they said about Asian people. And Aaron like doesn't know any Asian people. I don't know if it's like a generational difference where like we're not okay with racism even behind doors. Mm-hmm. Um, like good. Aaron doesn't know any Asian people and she was like, that's not okay. She's like, that's, I, that offends me. And I was like, that offends me too. And I don't appreciate, like we were just like all like having these conversations. My parents were like, we're at home. That's what what my dad says. Like, let me just, (laughs) we're at home, or he's just joking. Mm -mm. Yeah. So I think it might be a generational thing, um, which I hope white people are doing that at home too, because everybody has like racial, like the way our society is, we've all been um, conditioned in some ways to have like prejudice Mm. and some racism, and we have to all actively like combat it. Mm. And our parents like aren't as exposed to other groups of people as we are. So it's like kind of Mm. our job and our opportunity to like open up their eyes and be like, hey, when you say this about these people, that offends me because blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, Have conversations. It's not even like their fault that they don't know or like that they don't, I don't know. Like they just have been living this way their whole lives, especially I think our parents, like they were all raised around black people that has been like their racial group like we're black people we were raised around black people and we interact with other like white people but um certain other groups we don't really think about very much i think so um no that makes yeah. sense i think it's good like that encourages me that y'all be doing that. I, i've been around a couple times we all done it but that encourages me because like like love love our family right but like even just mm-hmm. like realizing that the respect of like okay they're they're from a different generation and they have a history and this is why they do it and even even just with like one one of our siblings jokes about stuff or whatever and it's like okay like me always saying something sometimes can be irritating to me of like i've already said this it's not okay it's not funny like but like it actually is doing something you mm-hmm. know like it is or even like well, i think what's been helpful for me is like specifically thinking about the asian population as i'm learning more about them like sharing the things that i'm learning of like oh, this, like, so when it comes to, oh, that's not okay to say X, Y, and Z, oh, it's because I already told you that this is actually a struggle in their community. Yeah. You know, this is actually a thing. And so, like, it connects of, like, oh, you're right. And so it's been, so I have seen some change with my parents and two of how they talk about things or that played into the whole, like, um, when people say the R word or whatever, when it comes to mentally disabled, like, y'all, the reason I stopped saying that word is not because, like, oh, I, whatever, right? It's like, oh, it's not, it's a bad. It's because on campus, I was actually um, helping with like the mentally challenged um, like adults. Like they were, it was like a workout time with them and they were really cool. I had a great guy with them. He was actually a believer. Like it was, it was really fun and stuff. And one day they're on campus and like, Hey, and they're like, Oh, Hey, can you guys sign this to not say the R word anymore? Like mentally Uh challenged people who this word is about is Uh asking, asking us that. And it's like, Whoa. Yeah. That shook me. I'm like, okay, I can't say this anymore. This is not funny. This is not cute. Like this is, literally a part of them you know so so even just stuff like that of like our experiences are not necessarily everybody else's and so we can't hold each other accountable as if as if they experience that but we can hold each other accountable in the sense of like for myself i can learn and teach what i've learned mm-hmm. and then call and i like the way you said it too of like no like you and aaron said it of like okay that offends me so if i'm trying to be anti-racist that means when my asian brother sister my indian brother sister my whatever brother sister native american samoan whoever is hurt i'm hurting mm-hmm. right um i'm gonna have on this topic y'all <laughs> yeah so random my katalea refuses to be called a black person mm. she's like i'm a brown person mommy mm. and i have to be like yes yes we are brown people 
But, and then it was hard for me to explain it. I'm like, why are we called black people? Because we're not black. And I was like, it's just like a nickname. I mean, if, if they say black people, they're talking about you. And she's like, no, mommy, I'm a brown person. And I'm like, all right, fine. I don't care. <laughs> You're right. You are actually right, though. So. You're a brown <laughs> That's so deep, though. Because oh, the whole reason of black people, like, we're not supposed to be black. You know, like, that was a racist construct that was created. Like, legit. Like, he said, because the scientist, whatever, was like, oh, noses are wide. You're the Negroid. What? Those are oh, so you, do you do you not know that story? I didn't hear you. What you said? So like the so a scientist, I can't remember his name. Y'all can help me out. He created race, right? And so the point of it was basically to prove that white people are superior than everybody else. But it wasn't. They weren't called white at the time. So either way, um, he based it off of head size, nose, eyes, basically all of our features. He, and so he basically he compared them and said, oh, obviously, if you have this size nose and this size eyes, your brain's bigger or you're better at this. And yeah, yeah. So like the whole I can't remember the guy's name or whatever. I could send it to y'all later. But like he was a scientist and he, he's the one that created race. And so the whole idea of of black and white came from him. So it never it was an idea of God. Like ethnicity was God's idea. Culture was God's idea. Human being who is racist. <laughs> that was. Yeah. So that's so. Technically, she's right, but how are you going to explain that to... How old is she? <laughs> Four-year-old. It's just like, okay, sweetie. All right, yeah. it's fine. Tell her she's African-American. <laughs> <laughs> Something else random. Um, I got the kids a bunch of these books about animals, and we were talking oh. about that. Um, elephants? You know that different, like, African elephants and Asian elephants look different? Really? And there are several different Asian elephants. And I was like, <laughs> my husband was on the phone. And I was screaming. I was like, oh, my gosh, look how different this elephant looks than that elephant. I had no idea. And there's, like, elephants that live in the forest compared to um, elephants that live in savannah in Africa. And the Asian elephants, they're, the top of their heads look like butts. They have, like, <laughs> these two, like, lumps on their heads. Some of them have, like, straight tusks. Some of them like her. So, anyways, I was talking to the kids, mm. and I was like, it's just amazing how God purposefully made not only animals different, but he purposely made us look different too for a reason, mm -hmm. you know? And that's what just, just drives me crazy about racism is like, if you really believe in God, if you really believe in Jesus Christ, there's no way you can sit here and look at what he made mm -hmm. and still believe that you are superior or that there's something wrong mm -hmm. because we look different. If he even was so specific to make animals, elephants and other dogs, be different and look different hmm. there's beauty in that like he did that for a reason so i but that is blowing my mind i was like look at the elephants they're so different <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining me for another by natasha and cousins and sister <laughs> my natasha and family i appreciate you all i love that we get to have this memory or this just this movie together and yeah thanks for being on i hope you guys can come on soon yeah thank you yes! that was so fun Thank you. Thanks a lot of fun. having us. It's so fun. We should do it again. Have a good